Welcome back, fellow podcasters. It's Freedom Friday, and time for another episode of Jeff Fry, an American conservative. So this past Memorial Day, giving a speech at the Arlington National Cemetery, President Biden warned that United States democracy was in peril. Not only in the United States, he said, but around the world. He went further to say that democracy is more than a form of government. Democracy, he said, means the rule of the people. Further in that speech, he was referring to the over 7,000 United States citizens that had died recently in United States conflicts, both in Afghanistan as well as Iraq. And he said, they lived for it, meaning democracy. They died for it, meaning democracy. But did they really die for democracy? Let's talk about that for a few minutes. In actuality, the United States of America is defined as a constitutional republic. And I'd like to define that. And I'm reading. It says the constitutional part refers, of course, to the United States Constitution. The United States Constitution functions as the supreme law of the land. By supreme law, we mean that no laws made by state governments or the federal government can contradict it. And if a specific law is believed to go against the Constitution, the Supreme Court's justices will decide whether it does or does not, according to their individual interpretations, comply with the Constitution. But then, what's a republic? Because as you know, in our Pledge to the Flag, for those that may still can refer to it, in it you'll say, and to the republic for which it stands. The republic part means that it's a system, and it's a system in which the regular people or the common people are involved in the affairs of the government. From a historical standpoint, the ancient Romans, they actually had the original republic, and a good bit of the United States, the way we're designed, was inspired from that. Now, as opposed to a republic, at least back then for sure, You had monarchies, or you had kings that ruled. But in Rome, you had citizens, and some of those citizens were rich and some of those were poor. But they were now all involved in the government, but the way they did it was through representatives. And these representatives would then rule on their behalf. This concept can be better described as representative democracy. But why would our founding fathers have gone off on a representative democracy as opposed to a direct democracy or a participatory democracy? Well, let's go back to definitions. Because a direct democracy, that's, a, that's when the citizens all get together and they make the rules and they make the laws directly. Now, depending on the size of the village or the country, that can be quite burdensome and tends to work most efficiently on a very small-scale basis. The founders believed, and it turned out to be rightfully so, that the United States would grow to a size that would make direct democracy 
impractical. So then they, they set up a system and that system had an additional layer and that would be that the people in a, a certain area, they would actually vote for a representative for the way they wanted to voice their opinion on issues. The representatives would then go to a larger body collectively of all these representatives, but it would still be a much smaller group, more manageable I should say, and that would be how our laws would get passed. Now at the time, England had something somewhat similar. Of course, they had a king also, but they had what is referred to as a parliament. And Canada actually still operates this way. I guess so does England. Whereby these representatives would then choose the leaders amongst themselves. Hence, they would elect their president as what we, we would call our high supreme leader. They would refer to theirs as the prime minister. But the head of their representatives were actually voted on, still are, by the people within the representative groupings and not the people directly. When the United States form of government was developed, they did a special section just for the president. And similar to the representative form of elections, our country, due to their population, are assigned electoral votes. And each state has their own electoral votes. The people within the electoral areas do vote individually, as we know, for our president. And then each of our electoral areas collectively and representatively elect our president. And so therefore it is possible that a president can get the popular vote if you added all U.S. citizens together, and yet still not become president. Because one of the reasons that we have this uh, representative democracy is so that states or areas that are extremely dense with population would not have the ability to totally influence who wins our elections. It was a method of trying to make it more fair for all 50 states in all territories. For those that might be interested in a little bit more detail on our electoral college, back in November of 2020, my episode 14, I delve into this subject matter. And actually, I bring up the question as to whether maybe even it needs to be expanded. And when I say expanded, possibly coming from just from our federal electoral college to maybe some of our states turning into an electoral system as well. Because as we all know, we have probably six cities in our country right now which could almost totally dictate a federal election. Now, true democracy is actually a good idea in, in theory. You know, people would get together, they would inform, have an informed debate, and then they would all vote on it. But democracy in that regard has its issues. Democracy on that basis can be found to be greedy, vindictive. It can be possessive, bad traits, actually because that's what makes tyranny undesirable. But how can that be, you say? If everybody has their freedom of vote, how could that possibly be greedy or possessive? Well, the Founding Fathers, they were afraid of tyranny by majority. And that happens when 51% or more of the people can decide what goes on over the fate of the other 49% without any kind of roadblocks. 
and they feared. Now get this, because it really hits home, I think. Uneducated citizens could manipulate the system once they realized that they could vote themselves benefits. Now, does any of that sound kind of familiar with what's going on ever since the quasi-election and the Democrats have taken over control? And are they not trying to get rid of the filibuster rule in the Senate so that 51% can pass anything they want? Well, frankly, I don't care whether it's in the House or the Senate. Somebody is always going to be in control. They'll always have 51%. And that would actually render the other side, which is supposed to be part of our checks and balance system, it would render them useless. Clearly not what the founders had in mind. The founders believed that the art of compromise would bring us to a more perfect union. And you can't have compromise if you don't need to have some of the other side to vote for you. So we go back to Biden saying that he felt that democracy was in peril. In reality, President Biden, the United States is not a democracy at all. It's a republic, and we should be treated like a republic. And part of the strengths of being a representative democracy that we are is that we have to have compromise. We have to have both sides working together. Wake up, America. We saw what happened through the virtual four years of the presidential tenure of Donald Trump. That House of Representatives passed absolutely nothing of the, that the president wanted to get accomplished. They didn't even want to try to work out compromises. Rather, it was roadblock after roadblock. The only thing they seemed to be able to pass, because they only needed 51%, was impeachment hearings for totally absurd charges, which went nowhere when it got over to the Senate. One of the things that President Biden does say over and over again is that our government is based on an idea, and he's correct in that regard. And that idea is that we don't get our rights through the government. Rather, we get those rights based on what we're given when we're born, inalienable rights. Many would say rights that were God-given. So as we wrap this up, we're going to go back to definitions once again. And this comes directly out of the uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary. A democracy is a government in which the supreme power is invested in the people and is exercised by them directly through a system of representation that usually involves periodically held free elections. In a republic, is a government which the extreme power resides in a body of citizens that are entitled to vote and is exercised by elected officers and representatives that are responsible to them and governing according to law. It's true that our republic is under attack. In that regard, President Biden is correct. But Unfortunately, it appears to be under attack by the Democrats and those in power trying to change it from how our founding fathers designed it initially. They're trying to change it to a, a true democracy whereby the tyranny of the masses can control exactly what's going on in our country. And that if you're not in power, if you're not in the majority, then you have no say. President Biden, leave well enough alone. 
We've operated over 250 years just fine. Our country is, is now the beacon of democracy around the world. The strongest economy, at least we hope to hold on to that based on your policies with China and Russia. The system works. People are lining up to get into our country and they're not doing that because we're a bad system. We can only hope that in the next year and a half at these midterms, sanity can return back to our government and we can take back control. The Americans can take back control of both the House and the Senate and put the brakes on this transformation of our democracy into a socialist environment. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast and look forward to being with you next week. I am Jeff Fry, an American conservative. I'll be back next week with more to talk about. In the meantime, keep us, U.S., the United States, in mind. Thank you.